John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. It is my joy to welcome you to the Calvary Baptist Church pulpit ministry as we share the word of God. This is Pastor Fred Digby. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. What a joy it is to be able to come to you, knowing that you always hear us when we pray. You will teach us, you will encourage us, you will lead us, and you will guide us so that we will be people who know our rights, who know your law, who know our eternal home, and who live for you. Speak to us. In times like this, that would clearly understand your word and apply it. May your word bring healing to our spirit, our souls, and our bodies. May your word bring correction. May your word bring direction. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. And today, we'll be reading from Luke chapter 6, from verses 39 to 45. We again find Jesus teaching his disciples what it takes to be his true followers and teaching them today on the need to watch four things to watch out for Luke chapter 6 this is 39 to 45 he also told them a parable can a blind guide lead a blind wouldn't they both fall into a pit a disciple is not above his teacher but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck in one brother's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself don't see the log in your eye? Hypocrite! First take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly and take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. I'll stop at 42. We'll read the rest as we go on. My friends, Jesus was such a master teacher. And he wants us to know how we should live in this world, the quality of life we should live. And moreover, to know the destiny or the reward that comes from following him. I recently overheard a conversation of somebody talking to somebody on the phone. It looks as if the other person on the other side of the line lives in one of those countries where it is very, very cold. It's even snowing. And he was telling this person calling from Ghana what to bring along, what to wear, at what time. And this Ghanaian was trying to argue, if I take these things, then my bag will be full I won't have any clothes to wear. I mean, I won't have anything to take along. And the person was just basically trying to say, you need it to survive. You need it to survive. It's so cold that coming into this climate, you would not. Anyway, he ended up by saying, I'll provide a few things for you so you don't need to bring those heavy things. Just bring the money or send me the money or when you come, I'll give it to you and you pay me. Well, 
This is just an analogy of somebody going to a, another place and seeking information from somebody who lives there. The unique thing, the amazing thing about Jesus is that he came from heaven to earth to teach us how to live in this world so that we qualify for heaven and enjoy heaven. He came to teach us how to even live in this world after we have received him as Lord and Savior, how he can train us and coach us that people who see us who see that we are royal children. We are people of taste. We are children of quality. We are refined because we have a father. We have the son. We have the Holy Spirit on our side. So he's teaching his people, his followers, how they should live for him. Four things to watch out for. First, watch blindness. That's one's leader and how he leads you. Don't be blind. Follow your leader who knows what he's doing. Secondly, watch the Lord himself. Read about him, study him, watch and learn from him. Thirdly, watch hypocrisy and criticism of others. That's guide and guard against it. Number four, watch fruit that you are bearing and others are bearing as well. Watch, 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 watch. The first rule Jesus is talking to us here in verse 39 is to watch against spiritual blindness. He also told them a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Wouldn't they both fall into a bottomless pit? <laughs> this world is full of many people, but we are told clearly there are just two groups of people, those who are leading and those who are following. And Jesus is saying, watch the one you are following. Because if you are blind, the leader you are following is blind. He will lead you into a bottomless pit. Can the blind lead the blind? Now there are several ways which blind people lead others. But I'll just give a couple of them. You see, there are some people who are born blind or they are unable to see because of a disease, because of a sickness. Obviously, that is not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is warning against blindness. And that blindness is caused by a leader who chooses to be blind. A leader who does not know is blind because he wants to be in the dark. He wants to be in the dark and that darkness is his choice or her choice. She finds that it is enjoyable, it is comfortable to be in the darkness and refuses to come into the light because all the things that they do most times are under the cover of darkness. The orgies, the smuggling, the bribery, the corruption, the power, the occultism, the the, the immoral deeds, they are in the blind, they are blind. So they, they do it, they enjoy the darkness, and so they are blind. How can such a person lead you? Unless, of course, you want to be like that person. So a person can be blind because he or she chooses to be in the dark. But secondly, a person can be blind because he closes his eyes or turns his eyes away from what is happening. 
He just refuses to see the light. So there are things happening. You know they are bad, but you won't say anything. You won't even talk about it. You will not even pray against it. There's no feeling about right or wrong. You, don't, you just don't want to know. Anything goes, everything goes. Jesus is saying, this is blindness. This is blindness. And he warned us against being blind. Why? Because blindness leads to two tragic results. Both the one who walks in darkness, the leader and the follower, will perish. Being a leader does not guarantee that you walk in the light. And so a leader can be blind. And if that leader is blind, and the followers also remain blind, they will fall into a pit. The leader must see and have his sight if the follower is ever to see. So if somebody is leading you, you must know where he's going. Just imagine somebody who is driving you. And many accidents are caused by drivers who cannot see even 100 meters in front of them. And yet they are speeding, 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 speeding. And before they know what, there's a car in front of them, a vehicle parked, and they run into it because they couldn't see. Yeah, he has eyes to see, but he's refusing to use his common sense. And that leader, that driver, if I may compare him to a leader, is leading you into disaster. And if you also choose to say he knows the way, and the, the point is this, how can he see the road? The lights are shining. You can't see beyond your nose. Why don't you tell the driver, slow, 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 slow down. Or you yourself, slow down. It means both you and the leader, you are on the same page. You are both blind. And you'll be led astray, if not even to a disaster. But secondly, what will be the result? Both stumble and fall into the ditch. If you don't die, let's take the same driver again, the same car. You may fall into a ditch have an accident and so somebody who is a teacher somebody who is a young man or a young lady enticing other people seducing them you may both be sacked from the school or from the church or from the community it may not have anything to do the blind person will stumble and fall because he has been misled so what Christ is saying is that look don't be blind as a leader. Seek knowledge. Seek knowledge from him, Jesus. And secondly, if you are following somebody, do not just follow blindly. Ask for knowledge. And in this particular case, I can tell you that the Spirit of God is available to guide you and I as we follow Jesus. Christ says his will for your life can be totally known because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are willing to teach you. There are some people who say they are teachers, but don't be blind. Watch them. No matter what they profess, watch them. Pray and let them lead you and guide you. And if you have that conviction that they are in the right path, then follow them. So watch, watch. Don't be blind. Guard against spiritual blindness. Secondly, watch the life of the master himself. Jesus saying, I am the one to guide you. I am the standard. And so follow me. Verse 40, a disciple is not above his teacher, 
but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. What is Jesus saying here? The Lord himself will be your leader and your guide. The disciple is not above his master. Here Jesus is saying, look, what do you expect in this world? You cannot expect to be treated better or receive more laurels than Jesus. The disciple cannot expect to have honor and praise and recognition or esteem. You shouldn't expect it. They didn't do that to your Lord. They eventually crucified him. Yes, sometimes you do good things and people commend you. But don't live in a fool's paradise thinking when you are following Christ, people will like you, whatever you do, they will like you. Your Lord and my Lord suffered, and yet he humbled himself. He denied himself for the sake of the goal. He had a standard to follow. Therefore, the disciple, the Lord's follower, must deny himself and seek to please the Lord. The disciple, as a follower of the Lord, must deny himself in order to reach the world for Christ. Go the extra mile. Endure suffering. Pray. Fast. Seek ways to reach others. Be willing to give your time, your talent, your treasures to let people come to Christ. Don't just seek the comfort of the world. Your goal is to be like your master. The disciple is to seek to be like the master, to be conformed to his image, to be trained, to be like him. That anybody who sees you say, truly, this is a Christian. This man is a Christian. This woman is a Christian. And remember, the Christians were first called Christians as a nickname that they were like little Christians. Are you a little Christian? So watch. Watch and let Jesus be your standard. And I tell you, that can come from reading his word, praying his word, allowing his spirit to lead you and guide you. That is what will cause you to be like Jesus. Are you reading his word this year? Are you even following us in the study of the book of Luke? Have you mastered any of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to see how your master lived so you can be like him? You are keen to watch movies and mentor and whatever they call them. You follow those soaps, but you don't know anything about the life of Jesus. Follow him. Let him be your guide and let him be your standard. The third thing he wants you and I to watch is to watch against hypocrisy. Hypocrisy and lying and cheating. That's in verse 41 and 42. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself don't see the log in your eye. Hypocrite. First, take the log out of your eye and then you see clearly to take out the speck in your brother's eye. This is Jesus, a master teacher who should watch out against hypocrisy and the criticism of others. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus was speaking to people who were listening to him. And he was just trying to point out to us that no matter how decent we think we are, how strong, how religious we are, we can never be sin-free. 
He was speaking to everyone who was listening to him, that everyone is to watch out for hypocrisy and criticizing others bitterly. Why? Because you, the one speaking against somebody, you are not perfect. You also have sin in your life. You see, it is easy to see what somebody has done wrong, but are you able to see what you have done and to see that it is wrong? The speck in your eye hinders your sight. So something has fallen into your eye, maybe a dust falls into your eyes or hair falls into your eye, you're not able to see clearly, and your eye sweats, you blink, and you're not able to see. So, in much the same way, there are some people when something is happening in somebody's life, they are quick to talk about it, but they don't realize that they themselves also are full of sin. When the criticizer becomes blinded by their constant criticism of others, then they are saying, I am the judge. I am the one who knows everything. The criticizer is a hypocrite. That's what the Lord is saying. He criticizes, he grumbles, he gripes about everything, finds fault with everybody. And they are guilty of one thing. They make themselves judge of all people and think they are the ones who are perfect. And yet the Lord is saying, nobody is perfect. Everybody needs mercy. Everybody needs grace. Everybody needs forgiveness. And so you and I who say we are his disciple, you must examine ourselves, judging yourself, making sure the Holy Spirit searches you. And if there's any sin in your life, confess it and ask God to forgive you. And then you can give feedback to others. In simple honesty, you can bounce it off others. Sister, you hurt me. Or my brother, I think the way you are going may not be helpful. I've been thinking and praying about it. You see, the Lord is not saying don't correct people. Don't help them to improve. Don't rebuke them for their sins. Do it in love. But don't do it as somebody who is so righteous that everybody, everybody must bow before you. You are the only judge. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, the Bible says something here. Therefore, don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the heart. And then praise will come to each one from God. You see, we only see partly here. We may not understand everything. I had this interesting or rather a very humorous story about some group of passengers who were in a vehicle and there was a, a mud on the road so the car got stuck and they all got down to push the vehicle. But there was this man who had been sitting in the front all along and when they got down pushing the car he put his hand in his pocket and just pacing up and down. Finally when the car was started again. He was going to walk up to the front and people went there to say, you can't. Who do you think you are? When we're all struggling, you wouldn't help us. Why didn't you push the car? Oh, the man said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't push it. 
Then he took his hands out from his pocket and he saw they had fresh wounds all on his hand because he was suffering from leprosy. You see, they had judged him. He was proud. He was arrogant. But they were wrong. Of course, they were wrong. Friend, be careful how you judge people. And Jesus said, the way you judge people, they will also judge you like that. Then the last of the things we have to watch is watch fruit bearing. What type of fruit are you bearing? That's Luke chapter 6, verses 43 to 45. A good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Fig aren't gathered from thorn bushes, or grapes picked from bramble bushes. A good man produces good out of the good storeroom in his heart, and an evil man produces evil out of the evil storeroom, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. The question is this, what type of fruit am I bearing? A good person is judged by what he says, how he thinks, the kind of words that he says. Every tree produces some bad fruit once in a while. If you are a farmer, you know every tree that's bearing mango or whatever. Sometimes some of the fruits are not perfect. But on the whole, the tree, a good tree bears bad fruit. Sorry, a good tree bears good fruit. A tree is not rejected unless over and over and over again it is bearing bad fruit. Very bitter guava, very thin, worm-infested mango, then sometimes the owner or the farmer cuts it down. You see, so what Jesus is saying that when testing and examining men, we must observe not just a single act of failure here, here or there, but watch. Are they bearing fruit on the whole? Yes, everybody sleeps once in a while here. They tell a lie here. They don't live perfectly here. But what, what is the person's life like? Every tree produces after its nature. If it is kind, you will see it. If it is false, you will see it. If it's lemon, you will see it. If it's orange, you will see it. A person is known by their fruit. And we are to live like that. To see whether you are full of the Spirit or you are full of yourself. Because if somebody is feeding on the wrong food, the wrong diet, the wrong books, the wrong literature, the wrong politics, the wrong struggle for power, the wrong company, you hear it, you see it in their dressing, in their talking. If they are so-called men and women of God and all they are interested in is sex, power, money, when they are talking, you will see the slant of their preaching and teaching. It's not about character, it's not about holiness, it's about money, it's about making it big, it's about travel, it's about visas, it's about passport. They are not teaching a balanced gospel because all that is in front of them and all that they care about is materialism. The Lord says, watch. Every person produces what is in his or her heart. And Jesus is saying particularly what the people say. 
the words a person speaks shows what is in his heart. Our words expose our heart, the kind of person we are. The idea is that words that come out of an overflowing mouth shows what truly you believe in. Jesus said it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's a man's words expose who he is. A man's words expose his true nature, what he is really like beneath the surface. When a person speaks, and he's speaking freely, not watching the cameras, or not just even conscious that people are taping him or CCTV is watching him, you see and you hear the person's motives, their desires, their ambitions, or the lack of initiative. Note, during the political season, so many things became so apparent. Some go to meetings and they record and they play and then the people are struggling. I said this, I didn't say this, I didn't intend it to be said. Well, you said it. And my dear listening friend, these days people set all kinds of traps when they record your words and play them back to you. And sometimes we are able to deny them. I didn't say it. I was taken out of context. But the point is this. Your Lord God knows what you said, what you mean, and what is in your heart. And he knows that you are not perfect. That's why he saved you. So what really is the point here? The Lord is saying, if you have come to me to be your Lord and Savior, I'm glad to accept you. But watch four things. Watch blindness in your leader, the one who leads you. That if you say somebody is your pastor, your leader, your church you go to, watch that person's life. That he's not a blind person leading the blind. Don't follow the person blindly. If something is wrong, you can correct lovingly. But don't say, my pastor said it, my apostle said it, my prophet said it, and you know they are wrong, you are following them. The two of you will fall into a ditch. Secondly, watch the master. The Lord himself should be our standard. Watch him. Not necessarily your leader, but Jesus. Thirdly, watch against hypocrisy and criticism of others. You and I are under construction. Be gracious to others. Be kind to others. Correct in love. And don't just be seen as somebody who is always criticizing. And fourthly, watch the fruit that you are bearing and others are bearing. My dear listening friend, it is only Jesus who can set a standard like this. And it is only He who can help you fulfill that standard. So today I offer Him to you. Will you accept Him as your Lord and Savior by praying this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I know I cannot meet your standard, but today I give my life to you. Come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive my blindness. Forgive my shortcomings. My Holy Spirit, come into my life and direct me and guide me in the path of righteousness that I may be your son and daughter who lives for you in this world and in the world to come. Amen. If this is your prayer or this is your commitment to him, we are glad I will be able to help you at Calvary Baptist Church or any Bible-believing church. Contact us 
Until next week, this is Pastor Fred Digby. Stay blessed. Keep watch. The Lord is watching you. He's on your side to bless you, to heal you, to correct you, and to make you fit for his kingdom. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyle Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.